Hello, beautiful people. We are back for another episode of Just My Thoughts with Mel. I am Mel. How are you? Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are listening in. I appreciate you. Let's keep these numbers going up by subscribing, tuning in every Thursday. Today's topic is advocate for your mental health, right? Because I um, talk to uh, folks who haven't been to therapy, and so uh, they don't know what to expect, and so they don't go, right? It's this kind of like um, fear of the unknown. And then I've talked to people who have been to therapy, um, and so they take uh, what's given to them and they don't advocate for themselves, whether it's in the form of um, they don't feel there's a real connection with their therapist or the medication they were given is too strong um, and they feel groggy or they feel lightheaded, whatever the case may be. And so I am employing, imploring you all to advocate for yourself. I am encouraging you all to please advocate for yourself when it comes to mental health. And so I just wanted to go through a quick little checklist, if you will. Um, so you all can keep this in mind when you decide to take that step to go and um, have a therapist, right? And go sign up for a therapist. Um, of course, if you have insurance, your insurance should allot you 12 visits um, for the year. I believe it's still the same. It should be 12, but it may be less than that now. But you should be able to be covered insurance-wise. Um other than that, let's go through a checklist of what that what you should keep in mind if you decide to go into therapy now or later on. If you're thinking about it, if you're already in therapy, uh, this is a checklist you can refer to as well with just some things to keep in mind. So number one, for my first timers, your first appointment for therapy is not going to be you talking to a therapist. Usually it's going to be you taking some form of assessment, filling out paperwork, things of that sort. A lot of these um, more up-to-date systems are allowing mental health agencies to send you that paperwork uh, via email so that you can get it all filled out prior to. Even with that, your first appointment may not be with your actual therapist. It'll just be going over your um, history because they have so much to cover from childhood, um, your present, and then trauma, right? And so they have to go through all of that and then they wanna know your stress levels. Uh, they wanna know if you work out, things of that sort. So you have a lot to discuss. Um, so if that can help you all to just ease your mind, and relax. No need to be uptight. No need to be like nervous. None of that. Your first appointment will be uh, an assessment or a consultation of some sort, right? So everybody just take a deep breath. Okay. Number two, everyone tends to think that they have to start off you know, hitting the the deeper conversations, the really serious things that's happened in life. And that is far from the truth. Your um, 
first couple of conversations will just be um, kind of surface, but not really. Your therapist will probably still guide you in whatever that conversation may be. But most times you come into the office, they just want to say, hey, how's your um, how's your day going? How's things coming along? Um, so you have that freedom to just talk uh, freely. I just said freedom and freely. I'll edit that out. Okay, so you have that um, freedom to just talk about your day, talk about your week. It's not going to be pointed on a particular topic. Um, so, you know, that's another moment for you to relax and settle into the moment and not feel like you have to perform, if that makes sense, or have um, something in mind to talk about already. That is not the case. Um, you don't have to come in with a topic. Um, so I don't want you all to feel pressured in that respect. Just come in and be ready to talk, but you don't have to prepare per se. Um, your first couple of sessions would be for you to just to get to know um, your therapist. So, you know, just chill out. Enjoy the conversation. You don't have to do anything deep off top unless it goes there. Okay. So that is number two. Just be present in the moment, be open, be willing to explore wherever it may go. Um, but I will say this, if before you go sign up for therapy, you have a preference already in your mind, uh, let them know that when you go sign up so that they can match you off top. Um, the last thing you want to do is be matched with someone and then have to... Um, be matched again because you already had a preference and failed to say something so um and then whoever that person may be that they have they may be um already at their capacity case load wise and so then you miss out because you didn't tell them your preference in the beginning so please 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 let people know what your preference is. If you prefer a black therapist, if you prefer an older therapist, because some of us feel like we need more of like a auntie or more of a um, mentor figure, right? Um, if you prefer someone who is faith-based, you have to put all of that out there beforehand. That would make this process a lot smoother. Okay, so point number three. Let's say you're two to three sessions in and you're feeling like the therapeutic relationship between you and your therapist isn't really working out. Like they're not understanding you culturally or they're not understanding you um, just in general, right? Like um, you're not really feeling their responses. Y'all aren't connecting. You feel like they're not getting you. Um, it is absolutely okay to request another therapist um, so you can speak to whomever um, at the front desk however it goes even if it's virtual and let them know like hey this isn't working out I would prefer to be connected with someone else um, and then you know they may ask questions they may not but you'll know your reasons for switching to another therapist but not every therapist is going to be a sure fit just because they were assigned to you. So please, please, please speak up. You do not want to waste um, 
opportunities of impactful sessions by forcing a therapeutic relationship. If it doesn't work, it just does not work. And it's okay to ask to be switched to another therapist. Number four. Before I go into number four, only reason I can give you all these tips, right, is even though I'm going back into the field of therapy, um, one of the recommendations from my uh, professor, Dr. Hunt, she basically told us, like, you can't really tell someone about the process of being a client until, not until you go and be the client. And so she basically gave us the task. It wasn't required, but she gave us the task to, to go and um, experience therapy for ourselves. And so this is why I can give you all this uh, information is because I went for six months um, and then I went again after my father passed uh, in 2020. Um, and who knows, I'll probably be back again. And then, you know, premarital counseling is a thing. Um, so I'll be back again for that. <laughs> and then um, marriage counseling is there, right? You don't have to wait until something is wrong to go to marriage counseling. You can go to marriage counseling just to make sure that um, you and your significant other haven't overlooked anything, um, especially when it comes to uh, body language, signs, communication, things of that sort. So it's just like a checkup, right? If we go to the doctor uh, annually, to make sure that our health is good when it comes to our physical bodies. Why wouldn't we go to uh, a therapist to make sure that our mental health is good, even if it's not once a year, but you get what I'm saying. Check-ins are needed and it's not, uh, it definitely doesn't impose on your schedule. Um, you can do two times a week um, or you can do once a month. You know, so you can curtail it to how you need it, depending on your situation. So it is there. It's for you. Um, and it just is up to you how frequent you want to be seen. But yeah, if we're going to take care of our physical health, then I think we should definitely include our mental health as well. That was a commercial break. All right. So back to number four. Um, therapy is a journey. Okay. We don't know how long we're going to be in therapy. Um, I know people who have been in for two years, five years. Some are going on eight years. It depends on how you grew up. It depends on uh, what traumas you've experienced. And it depends on what you're going through presently, right? And so is there a such thing as short-term uh, therapy? Yes, it's usually considered solution-focused therapy. So it's short. Once uh, your therapist guides you to a solution, um, then that's just it, and you're done. But for mental health therapy that is uh, usually with a clinician, um, there is no time limit. So I want to say, please don't put, you know, a date on how long you feel like you should be there. Please do not say, well, after five sessions, I feel better, so I'm done. Um, give yourself that space to explore further, right? Before you cut it off, um, before you actually get to the deeper work. So um, if I had to say um, how long you should give yourself before you start assessing if you need to continue, I would say a year. But that's 
that's the that's for me I feel like a year is enough time for you to figure out is there more to explore should I continue and you can talk about that with your therapist and they'll be um hopefully honest about that but yeah I just don't want you to cut off to the journey before it gets to the more intricate deeper work right so don't cut your journey short just enjoy the ride and don't try to put like an end date on it number five it is up to you if you want to share how therapy has benefited you with those in your circle in your community, right? Um, when I say that, it's only because a lot of times when something is wrong, we run to that auntie or we run to our girls or our guys or we wait till we get to the barbershop to talk about it, to get feedback. Um, if you mention therapy in certain circles, then there may be uh, some, some pushback, right? And we would never want you to feel uncomfortable about making that step for yourself. Yes, therapy is becoming more popular now. Um, and thankfully, everybody is um, not oblivious to it anymore. Uh, but for those who feel like that's not for them, that's fine. Um, so if you feel you want to share, I would just say be wise in what circles that you share because we would never want anyone to feel uh, belittled for going to a therapist, you know. So let's just be careful what we share and whom we share it with. Uh, number six, just because you go to therapy does not mean you'll be prescribed medication. Okay. Because a lot of people are like, nope, I'm not going to therapy because I don't want to take another medication because they probably are already on medication or they just don't want to take medication in general. That does not automatically mean you'll be prescribed anything. A psychiatrist is the one who prescribes medication. You're going to see a mental health therapist. So they don't prescribe medication at all. Um, so no, you can go to mental health therapy and not worry about someone trying to give you a prescription. Now, if you go see a psychiatrist, you're probably going to be referred by your therapist. And then the psychiatrist will say, okay, um, I can help you with depression. I can help you with anxiety. I can help you with, you know, your issues with sleeping, whatever the case may be. Um, and then from there, uh, they would be able to, you know, do whatever assessment is needed and then prescribe what is best for you. So just wanted to let, make sure everyone knew just because you go to therapy, it does not mean you'll have a prescription off top. Number seven, if you are given a prescription, right, you go see the psychiatrist, you have this medication, um, please know it may take more than 30 days for you to see a change that is leveled out in you, right? Um, so I want you to be patient in that respect if you do have to take medication um, to give it time for your body to adjust. Um, so I don't want you to get the medication and after two weeks be like, oh, it's not working. And then you throw it, throw it away or, you know, um, just stop taking it. Give it time. However, if you have medication and you're feeling like you're having side effects, and you know you haven't had this issue before. So if you're um, 
nauseous, vomiting, if you feel tired all the time, if you feel sluggish, um, please make sure that you report back to your psychiatrist. I have too many folks who would tell me about it, but they wouldn't tell their psychiatrist about it. And it's the same with your medical doctor. If they gave you something, you had a side effect, let them know. And then that way, your um, dosage may actually be too high and they can curtail it. They can bring it lower so that it's not too much for your body. So please, please, please advocate for yourself in that respect. If you are having side effects of some sort, they'll either lower the dosage or they'll switch you to another medication. Okay, so make sure that we are always reporting back um, and giving updates so that we can make sure we're getting the best out of the care that is afforded to us. So that is one through seven. The tips that I have for now, if I come across anything else, we'll do a part two on this episode. But the scripture that I want to leave with you is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. And it reads, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We do not have to be anxious as long as we seek God in prayer and with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known He knows all. He sees all. And so we have no reason to fear or worry, but also guard your hearts and minds, right? So if anyone is trying to come to you after you mentioned therapy and they're like, well, my experience was terrible. Okay, that was your experience. Sorry to hear that, but I'm not taking that on as this is going to happen to me, so I'm not going to go. No, still go still go and see for yourself and all will be well pray before you go but also keep this checklist in mind um and prayerfully you'll be led to the therapist that's for you you all have a beautiful therapeutic relationship and you'll be able to pull up some of the things that we've already talked about on this podcast especially dealing with um family tree and trends right and then dealing with our own uh, traumas that we experienced as a child, things of that sort. Start to pull those things up to deal with it and then start to heal properly so that you could be the best self, um, the best version of yourself for yourself, for your spouse, for your kids, for your family, and you can propel um, successfully in life even more, right? So that is just my thoughts with Mel for today. Like, subscribe, comment. I look forward to your feedback. And until then, y'all be great and do great things.